listening to the Plain State Podcast produced by the Department of English at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. In this episode, members of the English Student Advisory Board talk about life, the universe, and everything. Hi, I'm Olivia Schmitz. Hi, I'm Sarah Key. I'm Mikey Brown. And I'm Mitch Evans. And we're all members of ESAB. Um, which, which is the English Student Advisory Board here at UNL. And so what we do is we mentor incoming freshmen who are English majors. Yep. Uh, every fall semester, we get paired up with a group of incoming freshmen who have signed up for a class. And then we all basically take the class with them together and participate in various things, basically just about how to survive as a freshman English major in college. And it's just about how to how to student, essentially. That's how I like to explain it. Yeah, I would say it's definitely kind of a um, like a crash course on how to do schoolwork in college. Yeah. Um, we have them like write papers, do literary analysis, but it's also fun. We do like fun presentations where they all kind of talk about things that they love. But yeah, we had one mentor whose mentees did a presentation over the super volcano at Yellowstone National Park. And how basically it could kill us all at any moment. <laughs> right, right. We, we call them passiontations because the students have to present on something they're really passionate about. And so, and then they made up that super clever term for the, for the project, a passiontation. It's a way to trick them into getting <laughs> them to do presentations. Yes, exactly. For them to practice. Also, group work. I found that even more important than the presenting aspect of the presentation uh, assignment, it's also the idea of like being paired up with these people who you may or may not know well, who just happen to be taking the same class as you, and then learning how to work together with them with their varying levels of skill and commitment, and et cetera, et cetera. We try and talk them through that as much as possible. And with this project specifically, they're challenged to find a passion that they all have in common. So it's another way to get the mentees to get to know each other on a more personal level and start making those connections and friends. Right. Um, so do we want to maybe go through a little bit and just say a bit more about ourselves and also why we joined or like how it came about that we joined ESAB as a mentor? Sure. Um, I guess I'll start. Basically, our advisor at the time, um, she kind of hunted me down <laughs> and was like, we don't have any men for this thing. Can you join? And I was like, I had a bad freshman year. I'll help out. And so from there, I kind of, you know, did my thing, joined up, had a great time, and I'm here two years later. Okay, so that was your sophomore year? Yes. Okay. So my freshman year... The program looked a little different. Um, this was two years ago, but I had a really awesome mentor. Shout out to Jerrica if you're <laughs> listening. Um, but she was super great and really helped my adjustment to college as well as my enthusiasm for the English department. Um, and I actually, at the end of my freshman year, talked to our former advisor about joining the next year, and she was kind of like, oh, most people don't do it until they're juniors, so maybe wait. And so I did, and I regret doing that because it's been super awesome. And I don't know if I would have had all the capabilities as a sophomore mentor, but um, I don't know. It's 
a really useful program, I think, regardless of what year you are in college. But anyway, joined um, as a junior, having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sophomore, so this is my first year as a mentor. Last year, I was a mentee, and Olivia was actually my mentor. I had a really good time in the class, and it was a lot of fun just getting to know, like, my other mentees and, or I guess fellow mentees. And then uh, last year during spring semester, I was with Dr. Lacey and we were going over my class schedule for this fall. And she was like, you should apply. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So here I am. And it's been a lot of fun. And I've had a lot of time getting to know my other like fellow mentors better and my mentees. They're great. So clearly the advisors play yeah. a very strong role in the recruiting. And I think that's true because when I've asked my mentees about like why they signed up for the class, a lot of it was because like on, um, oh, what do you call it? The, like the orientation day in the summer. Uh, NSC. Yeah, yeah, NSC, when they're talking to Dr. Lacey, she's like, you should do this and then like signs them up and it's great. Um, but I actually didn't do it because of an advisor. I never went to an NSC day because I'm from Michigan. Um, uh, the reason why I did it is because I have a cousin who was an upperclassman at the time, and she did ESAB. That was, she had been a mentor for one year, and she was telling me about it and how much she loved being an ESAB. So, of course, when I was a freshman, I did, uh, I did the program, too, as a mentee similar to Mikey, and uh, shout out to Araya, who was my first, my first mentor. I don't know if she's listening to this. And then she studied abroad my spring semester. So then I got assigned a new mentor, who's Kelsey, who's now a fellow mentor. So we have like this fun little generational line from like Kelsey to me to Sarah, and now we're all mentors together. And it's like a weird (laughs) pseudo family tree. Yeah. (laughs) But that's why that's how it came about for me. Yeah. Another funny thing about that is, like, your friends, you kind of grow as you go through the program. Right. Like, Sarah was a mentee last year, and now she's a mentor, and now I'm friends with you. Yep. Or, like, how Olivia, I was friends with Haley, who was the mentor. Right, my cousin. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know about you until you had joined the program. So it's Mm -hmm. like, even when you don't know them in the department, joining the program can like bring you together with other people who are joining right it's a it's a really good way to connect with other english majors especially i noticed in this major you're not always having um classes with the same people so it's harder to make those connections a lot of time just because there's so many options so when you're finding those like smaller pockets of people it's easier to make friends that way Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my roommate, she's a chem major, and at this point, she's basically going to be taking a lot of the same core classes with the same people, mm-hmm. whereas for us, like, every class, like, you're not guaranteed to have the same people in it, which is nice on one hand, but also it's also hard to keep track of like, friendships and relationships. Yeah. It's also good for relationships with faculty, I've found, like, um, 
<laughs> Especially with the advisors and whoever's in charge of the ESAB program at the time or graduate students we've had. Um, like Robert last year was wonderful when he was leading it and kind of transitioning the program into a new phase. But um, I found that it's very helpful as well for establishing those relationships that will serve you, especially as an upperclassman and mm -hmm. things like that um, with your capstone and whatnot. Yeah. Letters of recommendation, everything, all that jazz that uh, professors are useful for beyond teaching, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and even to go off that, it helps you learn about campus resources too. Like we have people come in to talk to the mentees mm -hmm. about um, about different things that the campus offers, like uh, the psychological services that they offer, which are now like free every time a student comes in when they need to talk about like certain issues that they're having, whether that be like emotional, psychological. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a great resource to use when you kind of just need someone to talk to. Yeah. I'm um, an RA in addition to being on ESAP, and I've noticed that there's a ton of overlap between the RA position and being an ESAP mentor, except like all the hard stuff is pretty much taken out of it when you're just <laughs> in that mentorship role because you're not having to deal with like conduct issues. It's more just forming those relationships and right. helping students adjust, specifically freshmen. Um, so that's kind of a fun overlap, and it's it's kind of a way to remind me why I like being in these leadership mentorship roles. Um, it's more just about like connecting with students than bossing them around or getting at them in trouble. <laughs> right, yeah. Something else I wanted to maybe talk about since we were mentioning it kind of briefly is that the program has undergone a change within the past two years of how it was structured and formatted. Um, and Mitch, you're the only one who's actually been a mentor with both um, kind of forms of the program because Mikey and I were mentees before the transition, but we've only been mentors with this kind of class, more formalized approach to the ESAB uh, experience, let's and say. Sarah is the only one who's never yeah. post-renovation. Right. So um, maybe you guys could talk a little bit more, or at least you could talk about like how that transition was and maybe what, what you think is different, better, worse. I don't know. Um, we definitely had more time to prepare. Um, when we did it last year, we kind of had a, um, a mishap with our last advisor leaving and we needed to have someone fill the spot very quickly. And so we had Robert Lipscomb uh, take over and he he did a great job um yeah because before before it was um that we didn't have so basically how we have it now is we have a class once a week together with the mentees but before it was really just up to the mentors reaching out to their assigned mentees like they got their contact information and um and then it, you basically just had one-on-one -on -one meetups you know, if your mentees responded to you. And so I feel like that ended up with the mentees you had, at least this is my impression from what I've talked to uh, with Haley about it, but the, the mentees who got back to you, like you would end up forming almost closer relationships with them because you're just meeting up on your own time and you're really going out of your way. But then on the other hand, like we get to spend so much more time with our mentees and there's a kind of a greater sense of obligation. 
Did you do that last year? Did you meet up a lot outside of class? No, we didn't meet up a lot. I tried to meet up with everyone. Yeah, about once or twice a semester. But my point is before that, that was like all it was, was meeting up outside of class. Whereas now we have an inside class and you can do outside class meetups, which I think is good. So what would happen if they didn't respond? Then they just, there was nothing, like there was no relationship. There was also no academic instruction. It was all just very relational. Um, So I think the classroom setting is a huge benefit that way as well. No, I, I agree. I definitely, I mean, I was never a mentor in that setup, but I definitely like how we have it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my mentor was really sad because none of her other mentees, like, ever responded to her. the same way. Uh, Jared and I would go get coffee at Starbucks all right? the time. She, you're the only one who ever hangs out with me. <laughs> but then as a result, you're, you're like, you're actually pretty close. This is like, yeah. so one-on-one. But that's not how it was intended to be. That's just how things turned out because college students don't respond to their emails. At least freshmen don't. I don't even know if they know what emails are freshman year. <laughs> I mean, in my case, I didn't open up my emails till sophomore year. I just, nobody, I didn't get any important emails, so no. I never did. You probably did. <laughs> no wonder freshman year was rough then, my dude. Maybe you got all these, like, invites via email and then never saw them just fell away. I don't know what happens to old emails. They probably just sit there, right? They don't automatically get sorted to junk mail or something. So what are some other ways to get involved if you're an English major listening right now and want to get more involved with the English department? Besides ASAP? Yes. Okay. Um. Well, for example, um, three of us here are all part of the undergrad lit mag, Loris. <laughs> so many abbreviations. <laughs> the undergrad lit mag. Love it. I was published in that last spring, so hey! in a way, I too am yeah. involved. And yet somehow we're all connected again. But yeah, it's true. Contributing or editing for Loris is a great way to get involved because then people are reading your work, like people within the department especially are reading your work or you get to read other people's work. Um, so yeah, Loris is great. That's, I think, a big one. Prairie Schooner is oh, yeah. a really good way to get involved. Um, I've interned for them. They're a literary magazine um, located in Andrews Hall, so right in the English building. Um, super great experience. They have internships fall, spring, and summer. I would recommend it. I don't know if anyone else is involved. No. It's a good time. I've been thinking about applying for the internship yet, but I haven't. I really enjoyed it. And I have friends who are working the writing center, which if you're interested in getting paid to read and help other students um, develop their papers, you can do that. Do you have to take a class to work at the writing center? You do, right? That's what I thought. Okay. Olivia, what are some, like, issues that you have with mentoring and, like, what kind of issues can come up between, like, you and your mentees? Okay, so, like, um, as far as, like, the biggest struggle I have, I think it's trying to personalize the, the mentoring relationship enough 
to make sure that you're capable of beating all the wants and needs of each individual mentee that you have, because you'll usually have like two or three, um, and they're all going to be very different people with very different personalities and interests. Uh, and so trying to eventually get them all to kind of the same place of being a happy, healthy student um, who's ready to thrive for their next three and a half years or however long, um, but having them come from very different places. Also educationally, like having different kind of skill levels with English papers and things like that, being able to try and, you know, give everyone a, a fair developed relationship, like an equal amount of time while also still trying to personalize it while some people will need you more than others. That's what I found is kind of the hardest thing. Yeah. And like kind of to go off that, when you are getting to know your mentees, some things that might work for one of them doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for another. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely kind of just this constant um, need to kind of adapt and to learn about them further beyond in the classroom. And you kind of want to like learn more about who they are, what they like, and that's kind of how you can go and build a stronger mentor-mentee relationship from there. Right, yeah. And some of them are going to be more willing to open up to you about those more personal things than others. And sometimes it's hard to find that balance where you want to get to know them and be involved, but you don't want to overstep that mentorship boundary. I haven't really had any specific instances where that's been an issue, but I know it can be. Mm -hmm. um, so just figuring out how personal to get with your mentees. Yeah, like all of those things. I've um, <clears throat> Being a first-year mentor, just trying to find the balance of how um, often I should be contacting them outside of class and uh, just trying to figure out like how much they need or want from me has been the big focus this semester. I'm also a peer mentor for the honors program and we have a different setup for that. So just trying to figure out like my role for both uh, groups of mentees that I'm currently working with has been the big issue. You know how like Mikey was talking about how there was overlap between being an RA and then being a mentor for the English department. Have you found that there's a lot of overlap between honors and ESAP? Uh, yeah, a lot of the material that we'll cover in lecture gets um, covered in both classes. Like the honors program tends to lean more specific towards like honors students and just some of the different opportunities that present themselves for honors students here at Lincoln. But um, yeah, a lot of the stuff, like, we'll help them with advising and picking out classes and then resources here on campus and stuff like that. So there's a lot of similarities, too. Sure. So we had to delete about five minutes of audio because what is ESAP without digressing and going off topic? Nothing but air. <laughs> Nothing. We spend half of... So... We have one class where we hang out with the mentees and the mentors together, and then we also meet on a separate day for just mentors. Oh, man. And as much as our professor and leader of ESAB, Dr. Lacey, would like to keep us on track, we tend to spend a good quarter to maybe a third of the class just rambling on about some topic that we brought up that kind of just 
spiraled into a ball of worms, as Doc would like to say. I don't even remember the origin of that now. It's just that, like, phrasal thing of, remember, trying to decide between that's another can of worms and that's another... Ball of yarn. Ball of yarn. Which is a phrase I've never actually heard that much. I really only know can of worms, but it created something beautiful. But the picture that Kelsey showed of the ball of worms. (laughs) Yeah, so listeners, to get the full experience, what you need to do right now is you need to Google image ball of worms. And then you'll be scarred forever, and you'll have us to thank for it. So, you're welcome. And that's what you should join <laughs> Exactly. The beautiful experiences that you gain as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Being able to look at balls of worms. But on a more serious note, this program, it's definitely something that I'm very happy to have been a part of. Just because, from my own personal experiences, I had a, a very rough first freshman year of college and being a part of something like this would have definitely helped me to not only kind of like get more used to being in college but it would have also exposed me to a lot of other people which is something I was lacking and digressing down to everything but it's just it's a great way to assert yourself in the department around other people who are going to be in class with you and just kind of help you kickstart your college career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Altruism aside, the relationships that we make with each other, I think, is really great. Like, I've definitely made some of my closest friends by doing ESAP, so. <gasps> oh, love you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, the friendships have been one of the best parts of being a part of ESAP. Like, last year as a mentee, I spring semester, I made a lot of friends just because I was like, hey, you were in my... ESAB section, and then that's how I would start talking to them, and then now I'm friends with them, and then being a mentor, I've just become friends with all the other mentors, too, as a result of taking um, the class and seeing them twice a week. I think mainly it just helps you feel a lot more connected to the department in really every way, and we genuinely have such a good department at this university. this English department is super awesome, and I feel lucky to be a part of it, like, in any yeah. capacity, but there's is something that's definitely more, like, personal and unique when you're looking at ESAP specifically. And that kind of brings up the idea of, like, the department, and how do you think, I guess, ESAP fits within the department? Like, why is it, why is this program unique and valuable, do you guys think? We talked a little already about how it helps you connect with faculty Mm. because those relationships are so important and so useful, especially later on in your college career. And it's very beneficial to start those relationships as early as you can. Mikey, what you were saying just reminded me of the idea of imaginative reasoning um, because that's brought up literally all the time in like all of our classes we love talking about the mission statement of imaginative reasoning and the the department mission statement has a lot to do with like being a good citizen and i think esap does a good job of making us into kind of peer leaders and kind of forming us into a leadership role that is very important as a citizen and as an adult and going forward i think it instills a lot of those good values in us as well So 
Why is everyone here an English major? What is everyone planning to do with that? I I'll start.、Um, That's the big question. Yeah. English was the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> Shameless plug for being awful at math. Hi. <laughs>、um, but I I really like literature. Writing has always been something I've naturally done, and I really my dream job is to be an editor for a publication. At this point, I don't care what publication, because you know, a job's a job. But I, don't know, I just want to spend my life and my career further working on what I like to do and what I love to do. So I, I also like Mitch was saying,、um, have always loved reading and writing. It's kind of something I always knew I wanted to do in some capacity.、Um, My mom's a librarian, so I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> Super on brand, but、um, <laughs> at this point, I don't know exactly what I want to do.、Um, I either plan to look for editing and publishing jobs out there, or I'm considering、um, applying to MFA programs. So we'll see. I would love to just be a writer someday, but well, yeah. <laughs> So I actually came in as a freshman as a double major in English and chemistry, and I lasted the first semester, and then I, <laughs> spring semester I dropped my chem major because the bio thing in lab made me a little sad, and I it was a good choice for me.、Um, I have friends who are chem majors and they love it, but it wasn't what I wanted to do, and. I just really like reading and everything that the English department stands for, so that's why I'm an English major. And right now, what I want to do with it、um, is, like Mitch and Mikey said, is going into editing and publishing and that area. Yeah, I mean, similar to everyone else, you know, reading and writing is like my bread and butter.、Um, I think since like fifth grade, probably, I've wanted to be a writer. So part of this is just me trying to pursue that dream.、Um, so no matter what, I definitely want to be a novelist, but that's not necessarily like the dream as a full-time job. It's more like right now I'm really looking into marketing. I think、um, doing social media, blogs, being a content creator in some way for a business or a nonprofit of some kind. I think would be my ideal right now. Produced by Robert Lipscomb. Post production by Stephen Ramsey. Music by Shadows on a River. I'm Mikey Brown. On behalf of the Department of English at the University of Nebraska Lincoln, thank you for listening to the Plain State Podcast. Tagline forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs>